Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a good week out there. Uh, not a heck of a lot to talk about, but uh, let's talk about the Mets. Of course, the the big news, as we reported here last week, was the trade for uh, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco coming to the Mets. They met the public this week, and the news and the uh, media and had a press conference, and all is well. Uh, Lindor, of course, his uh, contract is up at the end of the year, and uh, Mets would like to try to sign him long-term. He said he's interested in hearing, but will not negotiate during the season. Where have we heard that before? You hear that a lot. They all say that. They all say, uh, I'd love to negotiate, but I don't want to negotiate during the season. We can do it before the season. Look, it's all a ploy. It's all try to get a quick uh, contract or to not get a quick contract and get the free agency. So we'll see how all of this plays out over the course of the year. uh, but if you go on France, uh, you go on uh, social media. That is, if you're still allowed to, and you haven't been thrown off yet, uh, you see a lot of people complaining about the trade, about the Mets, and it's kind of a mixed bag. And I get it; people are nervous, especially since the last trade, the Mets, is big trade. That the Mets uh, did with the Cleveland Indians uh, to bring in Sandy Alomar, it's probably 30 years ago, close to it now. And everybody said, what a steal that was for the Mets. And, of course, it did not work out. Sandy Alomar Jr. was a bust here on his way to the Hall of Fame. Uh, go figure. But was not a good player here. And, uh, you know, people get weary. Uh, but that's that's something that you got to take a chance with. I mean, it could happen. Lindor Carrasco could be a complete bust here. Or they could be quite good. So I, I, that's why you play the game, folks. That's why... Uh, they pay these guys the big bucks. That's why we're not uh, general managers and managers because they know a little bit more than we know. Uh, it seems like Lindor seems like a happy-go-lucky, easy-going guy that's 
able to play. I don't think the uh, the New York crowds are going to get to him. I don't think that sort of thing. If we even have New York crowd. Oh, excuse me. Uh, don't forget. We don't even know if they're going to let people into the stadium. We don't even know if they're going to play ball yet this year. So that could be another uh, thing that comes up. But uh, as far as the trade goes, look, I hate to give up young talent, but you didn't exactly get two uh, old, decrepit guys here. So, uh Seems like a good deal. If they could sign Lindor, it makes it a terrific trade. If they don't, kind of, kind of question it, you know. And then where do they go next year for shortstop? They traded uh, somebody they knew could play, and they traded uh, two guys that they knew could play the position. They still have Luis Guillorme. Thankfully, he can be the. the uh, the uh, backup, and and um, if he hits like he hit last year, plays like he did last year, he also can play shortstop. Maybe they feel Maurizio will be ready in a year. Who knows? Uh, but it's a chance you take sometimes, and they took that chance, and they killed two birds with one stone. They filled the need at starting pitching. They really didn't have a need at shortstop, but look, when you can get a guy the caliber of Lindor, who's a switch hitter and an all-star and MVP candidate, then you you make the move and you get him. And you let the chips fall where they may. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a season this year and we'll be able to see what uh, he can do. And it's a full season, or as close to as full season as we can get, not a 60-game uh, exhibition like we had last year. And, you know, let's get back to the important stuff, as Steve Cohen said, and that's whether or not we should have the black jerseys. <laughs> Yeah, bring back the black. You know what? People are going crazy on on the social media about this as well. You either hate them or you love them. And I say, bring back the black jersey. Why not? You know, uh, he, he wants to bring back certain things. He, uh, it looks like old times day will probably be coming back. I would imagine that Banner Day will be coming back. I'd like to see Camera Day come back if they can even do that nowadays. Uh, especially now, that may be something that's down the road because of the whole pandemic uh, nonsense going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's bring back... Uh, uh, of uh, old old timers' day, and so and bring back the black jerseys and the black hats. Why not? Let let's uh, let's add it in there. They don't have to wear them all the time, but 
add them in there a little bit. Not every weekend either, because then if you watch on the weekend or, or only go to games on the weekend, you get tired of seeing it, uh, especially if you don't like it. But mix it in there once in a while. Bring it in there. I like the blue jerseys too. So let's see them more often. Uh, and Steve Cohen put out a tweet. He's still out on Twitter. About what are the Met fans, the things Met fans would like to see about City Field. And of course, the big thing that people uh, are uh, about is uh, making more, making City Field more Met centric. And, uh, you know, uh, even heard, you know, reports about doing away with uh, uh, Jackie Robinson Rotunda. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that one. I think that would set off a barnstorm of, uh, man, politicians be all over you. That would be a mess if you tried to do that. Um, I I think it uh, it could be redefined, though. Keep it as the Jackie Robinson Rotunda, but make it less prevalent. Move the 42 to a less prominent site. Maybe put in a 41 for Siva. Uh, the statue, I think, is being built for Siva. Uh, uh, maybe bring in more Mets gallery of pictures around uh, maybe make the Hall of Fame more inviting to go to and more direct it, it's kind if I remember correctly it's kind of a little you know it's it's off to the side but it's right by the big um, Mets fan shop so it, it can be a little you know confusing especially to older people so maybe there's something you can do about that to direct people more there make that area behind the 42 i guess more met centric and or maybe move the 42 back if that's a possibility and not have it in such a prominent role but it is the rotunda uh of jackie robinson and I don't think it would be wise politically or um, to change the name. I think the Firestorm would be something that uh, this new owner doesn't need at this particular point in time. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, one other announcement, and then we'll take a break, and that is I am off Twitter. I have quit Twitter uh, because of uh, uh, censorship reasons, and I am I'm not. Uh, I, I never liked Twitter anyway, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe because I'm old, I always found it too quick for me. You, you, you couldn't follow a story; you'd see a quote, and it would be right out there, and then you couldn't see why it was made, and then somebody would say, "Oh." Great story. You couldn't find. I couldn't. Let's put it that way. I couldn't. Uh, 
So I never really liked it anyway. So it's no big loss for me. I don't really care, but uh, just so you know, if anybody was looking uh, on Twitter, I am no longer there. All right, let's take a quick break and be back after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at Mets Musings one and check out a Facebook group. It's at facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Go check it out and don't forget to call the hotline. It's 516-619-6341. Okay, we're back. And uh, as I said, there's not a lot of news going on. The Mets went to a, uh, a viewing or a throwing session by Corey Kluber. They could be interested in signing him, the former Cy Young Award winner. They have uh, interested free agents in the field, Albert Amora. But, you know, you've got to wonder about that. They're still talking to uh, George Springer, and apparently they put an offer in on uh, Marcel Ozuna. I personally don't understand that one uh ozuna whose defense has really gone south and has not played well defensively and last year was primarily a dh we don't know if there's going to be a dh this year unless the mets have inside knowledge uh, maybe baseball knows there's been no formal announcement that the dh is going to be allowed again in the national league uh, but even so, I think even if the uh, D8 is allowed, the Mets are set with uh, Alonzo and Dom Smith and uh, don't see why they would need somebody else to fill that position. But uh, as I said, they're talking to uh, Marcel Ozuna or they, they apparently made an offer uh, on Marcel Ozuna. Uh, they have interest in free agents center field Albert Amora. And in the middle of this, MLB comes out and ranks Brandon Nimmo as one of the five best center fielders in Major League Baseball. So Met fans are, are not crazy about uh, Nimmo playing center field, but here he comes out in the rankings, and he's ranked behind Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, George Springer, and Alex Verdugo. And uh, the guys after him are essentially Kyle Lewis, Ramon Laureano, Trent Grisham, Stalling Monte, and Byron Buxton. So he's right in the middle of the top ten, number five. 
Uh, and, you know, sometimes we forget about it. Nimmo has been one of the most productive outfielders in baseball since 2018. He struggled in 2019, but remember, he had an injury. He was hurt in spring training. Uh, what did he have that year? Was that he had uh, something, some sort of illness, I believe, and never got really going. Then he hurt his shoulder or whatever it was. And uh, last year, he, he hit 280 in 55 games. Uh, we know he's good at getting on base. The guy's a good player. I don't know why he gets knocked so often from Met fans. But, uh, you know, Met fans are never happy. I mean, that, uh, again, social media. Look at social media. They're, they're not happy with the Mets, with with Cohen. Uh, they're starting to compare him to the Wilpons already. Come on. The guy's in a couple of months. They've already signed Trevor May. Uh, uh, McCann to a contract traded for Lindor and Carrasco. I I don't know what else you folks want. I really don't. I don't know what you want out there. You know, you got to play. You got you got to get the guys you think you're not going to get everybody. They're not going to spend money and bring in Trevor Bauer and Springer and and every and and Real Muto and and everybody out there. They made a move. They got a catcher who they think is going to be good for them. They made a move, made made a big trade, and and brought in a young shortstop and a starting pitcher and a. Good starting pitcher. We're not talking about, you know, some slouch here. They're looking at others. They're looking at other options. And they're looking a little bit lower price. Nothing wrong with that. But people get panicky. People, I don't know. And Mets fans never used to be this way. I I, I think it's... it's, uh, Probably the younger generation of Mets fans, everything, what he wants to win, win right now. Well, I can't tell you how many years of losing we suffered through. And it makes the winning all that much better. But, uh, you know, just relax. Let them do their job and see what happens. You've already seen the difference between Cohen and the Wilpons. Alderson's even would spoke about it. How much easier it is to go and get a guy like a Lindor that he can go and get somebody with that kind of that that's looking for that kind of money where he couldn't in the past. So, you know, just chill a little bit. Just just you know, calm down. All right, and the Mets have signed utility player Jose Martinez to a split contract that will pay him $1 million with $500,000 in incentives, incentives if he makes the major league roster. The roster he'd make 
make uh, just two hundred and twenty-five thousand if he would have remained in Triple A all season. The team announced the move on Thursday afternoon, just hours ago, just uh, maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago. Martinez is typically plays first base outfield or designated hitter, had stints with the Tampa Bay Rays and Chicago Cubs last season after starting with his career with the St. Louis Cardinals. In 432 career games, Martinez has slashed 289, slash 356, slash 447, whatever that means, to go with 43 home runs and 182 RBI. And those who understand uh, what that means, you'll know what it means. I don't know what the slashes are. I go by the 289. That was his batting average, I guess. First one is usually batting average, so I'll go by that. Uh, Rob Manfred said earlier this week that spring training is set to begin on time in February. told everybody to prepare for a 162-game season, yet did not say whether there'll be a DH in the National League, but they're still negotiating that. Let's see. Let's look through the news here. Is there anything else? We mentioned about Corey Kluber. Uh, Corey Kluber would be a nice pickup. Jake Odorisi would be a nice pickup. Uh, I think they could use a lefty. I'd consider a lefty going after a lefty like Paxton, but... uh, We'll see. You know, now we're getting into a little bit more competition. And still, the uh, top free agents have not gone. We're almost halfway through January already, and no top, top, top free agents other than McCann has signed. And when I say top, I mean, uh, you know, Springer, Riamuto, or Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer apparently is looking for a year. Um, Mets are talking to, or we're talking to Brad Hand, I, I believe, and he wants two years. They want to offer him a year contract, left-handed reliever. So uh, we'll see if there's any progress along those lines. But that's about it. I mean, there's not much going on now. It's been pretty quiet. Uh, if you follow slowly, you'll you'll find it. And uh, but I just wanted to do show, give you my take on uh, the world uh, of the Mets, and that's that's uh, what I got. So uh, I think we'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up for this week's show. I want to uh, uh, thank you all for listening and watching, and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Castbox. YouTube, and check out Rumble. We are trying to uh, uh, go on Rumble. So if you're associated with Rumble already, uh, see if you can find a podcast on Rumble. It's only just the last episode was uh, uploaded. This this will be uploaded as well to them. And uh, uh, so go check that out. Uh, but wherever you listen or watch the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. It helps me grow the community and expand the show to new listeners. So it's very important. So until next time, remember, keep the faith, 
stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. Good night, everybody. Good night.